It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And before we get started on the business of the day, and there's plenty of it, we want to remind you that you, yes, you, have a lack of natural athleticism and maybe a commitment, or perhaps you have overbearing sports parents, but fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. I watch, as I tell you guys all the time, with a touchdown full, an arsenal full of cans of Diet Pepsi. Despite what my friend Lenny wants to say behind closed doors and behind the scenes, I absolutely arm myself with a cachet of Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, I should say. I don't do the sugar thing. And so should you. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest watching uh, football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so away we go with the injury report after Wednesday's practice, and it's a lengthy one. Uh, was out at Anova Sports Performance Center. It was hot. It was humid. Well, warm, humid. Hot, not really. Uh, warm and humid. And a bunch of guys did not practice, including Logan Thomas dealing with a neck. He was riding a bike, so he was out there. Ronald Darby, illness. We've seen so much of this over the last couple of weeks. Illness is just such a general term. We don't know stomach flu. We don't know what exactly it might be. If he's coming down with some sort of symptoms, we don't know. Um Sadiq Charles, knee. He's not going to obviously play dislocated knee. He's not going to play this week. They'll be lucky to get him back right after the bye. Antonio Gandy-Golden, also not at practice. Hamstring. The concern here is that he might have to miss more than a couple of weeks. So we don't know if he's eventually going to go on the injury list or not and have to miss the mandatory three games. That would seem to be seem to be where we're heading, but because of the bye, maybe they risk it again, which, again, I don't think is a great risk but because they've been burned a couple of times. Uh, but also Isaiah Wright, shoulder, he was not practicing. He was working on the side. And James Smith-Williams, a concussion. Chase Young was limited with the groin, so that's not a great sign there. Limited is better than no practice, but the fact that his groin is still bothering him uh, is not a great sign. And Kevin Pierre-Lewis was limited with a shoulder injury. All right, so that's the injury report from Wednesday. Uh, We will see as the week goes along. I mean, Wednesdays, again, I try not to read too much into it, but Ron Rivera said in... Sound you will hear coming up shortly that, unless I heard this wrong, that 
both Gandy Golden, expected, and Isaiah Wright, not so expected, but maybe, were not going to be able to practice this week and therefore would be out this Sunday, right? I mean, we knew Antonio Gandy Golden would be out, did not know for sure about Isaiah Wright. Uh, and whether or not he would be able to get back on the practice field. But again, it looks like he is going to be out for this week as well. So Rivera said that practice squad receivers, Tony Brown, who has been with the team, and Jeff Barrett, who was in the arena, uh, the Alliance of American Football, I think it was, uh, they are going to be promoted to the active squad I assume that'll be later in the week, but it could be as early as Wednesday uh, against the Cowboys, right? Because right now, McLaurin, Donchell Inman, and Cam Sims are the only three healthy receivers that are on the 53 with, again, Gandy Golden uh, and Isaiah Wright down for this week. So they're going to have to make some roster moves uh, here and figure out some things. And obviously, again, I would assume one of those guys, probably Gandy Golden, will go on the IR list. <clears throat> and maybe they try and keep um, Isaiah Wright from going on the same list, meaning they would have to miss uh, three games um, as well. So Robert Foster is the new Washington receiver that they signed off of Green Bay's practice squad. Now, Here's the deal, and this is why they may have to bring in these two guys off the practice squad, and that is Foster gets here today, Wednesday, as I record this. He's not going to be able to clear the six-day window that you have to claim uh, clear in order to participate. So he's got to go on the 53 as soon as he clears the six-day protocol, which Casey Tuhill, the defensive end that they claimed off of Philadelphia, just went on on, uh, on Tuesday. But he doesn't count against the 53 until he's on officially the 53, but he's got to go on the 53, assuming he clears all the protocol because they claimed him off of Green Bay's practice squad. So it's confusing. Stay with me. So he's not going to be able to play this Sunday. He's not going to be able to clear protocol in time to play this Sunday. But I think on Monday, being that they claimed him on Tuesday night, unless the, the clock starts today, Wednesday, Monday or Tuesday of next week, assuming he clears all the protocol, he goes on the 53, which means somebody on the 53 has got to come off. And I would presume, presume that would mean that, you know, one of these new guys that have been on the practice squad, uh, Jeff Bidette or or Tony Brown, is going to have to come off. Now, I think they protected both guys in terms of this week's maximum protection list. So they should be able to just switch one of them off, uh, if I understand the rules correctly. But it's a little confusing. And quite honestly, the fact that Washington did not do this on Monday, um, I think hurts them because there was an outside chance if they would have done it on Monday that they would have been able to get said player up on Sunday. I don't know if that's absolutely the case, but there's an outside chance that they could have. So it's a kind of a gray area with all these new COVID rules. And this is where you really miss an experienced general manager, somebody that, 
you know, knows the league, knows all the rules, knows all the – even the new rules, somebody that has enough contacts and enough information and enough clarification from the league, somebody that knows the rules stone cold that says, okay, in order to get a guy up here to play on Sunday at a position where you're pretty much desperate at, we need to sign him on Monday morning so that he, the clock starts. And, again, I don't even know if that's possible if they would have signed – this new guy, Robert Foster from Green Bay, on Monday morning, if it would have been possible for that six-day window to clear and have him active with no practice time. I don't think it would have, so I don't think this is a major screw-up, but it is still kind of weird and wonky, right? I mean, you're getting a guy, he can't practice or play in the first week that he's with a team, which sucks, and he can't help you at a desperate need position, but then when he can practice – they're going to have like one practice and then they're on bye week and then they don't play. And so he won't really be able to help you for a couple of weeks. Now, maybe that's, again, a part of it. And they, you know, Gandy Golden apparently is going to be out for a couple of weeks at least. Maybe it's four to six weeks. Who knows? But they're kind of in a bind here. They're kind of in a bind. You have McLaurin, you have Dontrell Inman, you have Sims. And again, you're going to have Bidette and Brown promoted because they don't have anybody else and they can't get anybody else in off the street in time. So that's the deal with that. All right, a couple more news items. President Jason Wright telling Scott Abraham of ABC7 in a video interview um, that you can see on WJLA.com. I also wrote it up and put it, uh, Scott was nice enough to send it to me uh, for SI.com so you can check it out there uh, under the Washington football section. Right telling Abraham two things. One, the name Berg, uh, the name Washington football team will likely be around next season. Now, people are going to flip their you-know-what about that. Trust me, it makes all the sense in the world. It was an incredible undertaking. Costly, time, um, just a massive project to go from Redskins to Washington football team in the span in which they did, which was just over two months to get all the signage, to get the new logo, to get the new name, to get whatever merchandise, but more to get all the signage removed from FedEx and from the Inova Sports Performance Center and from anywhere else that their branding was, to the new branding, wherever they put that. Again, an enormous time, enormous cost. You don't always think about how long it takes to go through copyright laws and federal protections and all of that stuff in order to come up with a new name. So you have the process of selecting a new name, but then you have to go through all of the regulations and all of the legal issues, trademarks and all of that. I said copyrights, trademarks. It's a process. It's a long process. They say it generally takes 18 months to 24 months. That's a year and a half to two years. So we're right in that time window here. You know, if it would take, it would have to be done in a year in order to try and roll it out for next year. So do it right. Pick a good name. Hell, keep Washington football team for as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure that would not make many fans happy. Keep that and save yourself some craziness. Like, 
It doesn't matter what your team name is. Fix the freaking organization. Get the team better on the field, then worry about the name. Get a new stadium done, then worry about the name. Now that it's been changed, the name is the least important thing. The least important thing. Of all the things, the name is the least important thing. Also, Jason Wright saying that there will be no fans this Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. That means no Cowboy fans, no Washington fans. And the next home game, when they return after the bye against the Giants, it's not going to be around 8,000, which is what Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland said that they were allowed to have. Unless Prince George's County, which is the county that houses FedEx Field, ups its ante, Washington is only going to have about 3,200 people allowed for the Giants and Washington game. Not 8,000, which is what the governor of the state is saying, because Prince George's County is allowing a lot less in terms of groups of large gatherings. Smart idea by PG County. It is dumb to allow America to be America. America, no offense, is not smart enough and not responsible enough and not mature enough to handle being together in large groups. People are dumb. People don't wear masks. People get beer brains and they act like idiots. And the last thing you want is to spread this disease any more than it's already being spread. And the people that don't understand this really have to look in the mirror. Really have to look in the mirror and understand that your personal satisfaction, your personal enjoyment is not more important than the greater good. Than the safety and health of everyone else. So kudos to Prince George's County. I'm not saying Maryland did a bad job here. I don't think 8,000 people in an 82,000 seat stadium is that big of a deal. But kudos to Prince George's County. They understand the bigger the crowd, the more chance of spreading germs and disease and problems. Kudos to Prince George. And also kudos to Jason Wright and the Washington football team. They could have easily gotten 8,000 people in this Sunday, Cowboy and Washington fans, and they chose, you know what, we're not ready, we can't do it, we can't get all the sanitizers, can't get all the security personnel, we can't get everything done in time, we're going to bypass the money, we're going to take it easy, and we're going to do this thing right, and we're going to follow local and state health guidelines. Kudos, kudos, kudos to PG County and Jason Wright, and Dan Snyder, and the Washington football team organization. All right, I went way long on this opening segment, so we will hear a little bit from Ron Rivera and a little bit from Scott Turner when we return and close things out here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Right out to Ron Rivera after Wednesday's practice. Uh, young quarterbacks, how, how does this sort of add to the challenge of trying to figure out what you guys have on offense and getting everything to go while you're also, as you've said, trying to compete 
for this division. Well, it's very challenging, you know, and, and, and again, it's, 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 you know, hopefully our coaches have been doing a, a good job in trying to teach these young guys and get these young guys that, you know, these guys weren't with us really uh, through training camp. I mean, um, Tony Brown came in near the end of camp and got a little bit of work. Um, Jeff Bidette, somebody we brought in um, a few weeks ago, and, and, and he's gotten a little bit of work. So, you know, we'll see how they handle it, uh, and we'll see how many opportunities they get on Sunday. Hey, Ron, I know you kind of grew up with this franchise a little bit as one of your favorites. Um, but with all the weirdness of this year and COVID and everything else, the way the season has started, does this Dallas thing, does this game feel like what you thought it would feel like playing Dallas in that rivalry? It's kind of tough because of exactly what you're saying. Um, and this may be one of those things that we'll, I'll really feel once I walk into the stadium on Sunday, you know, and, and, and you know, it, there's not going to be any fans in the stands. It'll be a limited number, actually, very limited number to friends and family. Um, and that's about it. Uh, so it, it's going to be a little different than, than, than what I thought. I can't wait for some normal, normalcy um, to really be able to experience it because, again, this is one of, the, uh, you know, one of the original franchises. This is one of the really good rivalries in, in, in the NFL. Um, you know, the, uh, the Cowboys and the Washington football team. So I'm excited to be part of it. Uh, it's just unfortunately, you know, the part of it right now is a little bit weird. I was wondering also if you feel any kind of kinship with McCarthy as two guys who, you know, you both got your first head coaching jobs. You went to Super Bowls. You were there a long time. Now you've both come into these, these places in this division and you've had injuries and unsettled quarterback situations and things. Is there any kind of – do you look at any kind of bond there with him or is – and we're making too much of that. I think you're making too much of it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. To me, the real bond is just the fact that he's an NFL head coach. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a small fraternity. It's a tight knit group of guys, and 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 there's a you know there's a mutual respect that you feel for each other, uh, more so than anything else. Uh, with with a couple days behind the performance, what would you make of Kyle Allen after looking at the tape, and what, what would you like from him this coming weekend? I was pleased with them. I thought he did some really good things. I thought he made some really good decisions, moved the ball when we had to. Um, you know, obviously the two things you'd want back are the two takeaways. But other than that, you know, he did the things that we're expecting of him uh, that he needs to do. And, 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 again, he put us in position that we could have won the football game. And, and, and that, that much, I think, is promising. It's Dallas defense, and it's a defense that's given up 34 points in five straight games. As a head coach, is this kind of like a, an opportunity where – if there's ever a time for the offense to maybe get right or get rolling, this is the game to do it. Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe in that attitude. Um, you could have said the same thing about last week's game. Last week would have been the right opportunity to get things rolling. Um, so I, I don't think that's fair. I, I really don't. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I've heard a couple of people say, "Yeah, oh, well, you know, Dallas is playing the Washington football team." That's you got to be careful with that crap. Um, I really do think think that Scott. I I just don't. I, I never bought into that. Um, these are professional football players. You know, there is a sense of pride, uh, and this is a uh, this is a, uh, a rivalry matchup, and and anything goes and within the division. I, I you know, to me, within the division, all bets are off. There's no telling what's going to happen. And a quick follow up. Obviously, Dallas played on Monday, and I assume you probably watched it alongside your coaching staff. How much of an advantage is that? Uh, for for you guys to have you know Dallas play on Monday, you get to watch the whole game, kind of decipher what they're doing. Um, they're going on a short week. How much is there an advantage there? There can be. Um, you know what I was hoping for was overtime, and 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 it went all the way. It went the whole ten minutes, uh, and then they lost. That that would have really been good. 
um, you know, because you want them coming in tired and disappointed. Um, but, you know, the, the, the advantage can be to, to, to the home team, you know, because they've got to travel as well. So that could be a plus for us. Hey, Ron, uh, do you have a similar cutoff point for Kyle Allen like you did for Dwayne Haskins? I didn't have a cutoff point for Dwayne Haskins. When I, made, I made a decision based on, on what I was watching and what I was seeing. Um, and that's what happened. Okay. So with Kyle, there's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go as long as I, I, I feel that um, I can. And, and again, it's, it's about watching him and seeing what I'm, you know, am I seeing what I'm, what I need to see or not? Uh, again, it, there, there was no drop dead that, that if he wasn't doing, you know, if this didn't happen here or that didn't know what I was looking at was watching him and, and watching and looking for growth and, and, and a progression and a development and that type of stuff. That's that's why I, I made the decision I made. I had no cutoff. Rod, does just the uh, kind of the, the continued state of the division and, and your ability to to stay competitive in there impact the decision with the quarterback still? Um, no. Um, again, we're 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 like I told you guys, we're going in to compete, and we're going to compete, and we're going to compete, and we're going to compete, we're going to compete, and we're going to play to win. That's the way I look at it. Who I think is going to give us the best opportunity to win is is what I'm going to go with. Ron, with Kyle Allen in, in the game and a half you've seen, um, in what ways has his experience in the offense and just his knowledge in the system really helped the offense the most, do you think? Um, I think having sustaining the success and being able to move the ball and move the ball consistently, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, we, we, had, uh, we had three sustained, I think it was three sustained uh, drives uh, to put points up on the board. You know, I, I think that's that, that's what you want. You want that that sustained success so that you can move the ball systematically downfield. You can move the ball and control the clock, keep the defense off the field. Your defense off the field. That's what we that's that's what Kyle's done uh, consistently for us so far. And have you seen areas where he's improved from your time together in Carolina? Yeah, I mean, you you, you know, with the exception of the interception. You seem to make make better decisions. You know, I was going to say you know, you know you really haven't seen him force the ball, but that's what the interception was. He got fooled on a on a coverage and and then basically forced the ball in, 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 into really what was a uh, a high low in terms of coverage. They had a guy underneath and a guy on top, and you know it, it's one of those things. Of course, that happened, but you you do see him being more consistent. Uh, you do see him sustaining the success in the drives. All right, that's head coach Ron Rivera, part of his press conference from Wednesday. Coming up, Scott Turner, part of his press conference from after practice on Wednesday as well. Hey, guys, Built Bar, that is your jam. You know, I tell you all the time about what I drink. Now I'm going to tell you about what I try and eat. Why? Built Bar is my choice for a meal replacement, a breakfast on the run while I'm driving to practice. Why? Because... You know, if you love chocolate bars, you go to your local grocery store, you go to your convenience store, a chocolate bar is going to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calories and ridiculous amounts of sugar and bad stuff for you. Not a Built Bar. Not only do they have 18 great flavors, including six new flavors that we tell you about all the time, Mm, caramel brownie, yum, 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 that's one of the new flavors. 18 flavors, but they're covered completely in 100% real chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And guess this, they're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for any diet that you're on, and they taste 
Terrific. So why eat a regular chocolate bar loaded with all that bad stuff when you can get something special like a Built Bar? And right now, you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Do it right now. All right, you guys know that talking about the Washington football team and their success is a challenge, right? We're all tired of it. We all want them to do well. It's better for all of our sanity. They're not easy to talk about. They're not easy to figure out, quite honestly. Neither is ED, erectile dysfunction. Usually we brush it off. We blame ourselves. uh, We wonder why me, that type of thing. Well, now you don't have to do that anymore because with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your very own home, guys. And a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process, straightforward, simple, discreet. Go to Roman, I'm sorry, go to getroman.com slash locked on. That's getroman.com slash locked on to complete an online visit. Again, that's getroman.com slash locked on to get up to... $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with a little bit from Scott Turner on Wednesday after practice. Obviously, you guys are uh, have some challenges at receiver this week. Uh for you with, with kind of with so many new guys coming in and, and just the inexperience in general at that position, what, what, what challenge does that present for you specifically as you're coming up with the game plan for the coming week? Yeah. You know, the first thing is you try to evaluate and see who's going to be healthy. Um, you know, uh, you still got to, you know, kind of gear your game plan towards what you're expected to see from the defense. And then, um, you know, you just got to work with the younger guys. And, and, you know, we talked to them today and said, Hey, guys are going to have opportunities. And that's, that's part of what this um, what this league's about. You know, Cam Sims had an opportunity. He didn't think he was going to get at the end of the game, and he made the most of it. Um, so, you know, guys have got to step up. And then, you know, we got to do a great job of preparing some of these guys that haven't played as much to make sure that they're, they know what they're supposed to do and they're able to play fast and execute. And with regards to, say, like spacing as the receivers have been running their routes, whether we're talking about down the field or, or shallow crossing routes, how do you kind of feel – uh, the, the spacing has been this year with what you guys have been doing? Um, you know, there's been there's been some times where we had we need to make some adjustments and uh, maybe a guy will slow down a little, a little early or um, maybe make a break a little short and some spacing will, will be off. Uh, but, you know, I think for the most part, uh, I think it's been good. Um, I think, you know, some of those things you talk about with, uh, with down the field, I mean, that's something that you know, we've talked about, obviously, you know, we've talked about it in, in these sessions of getting some throws down the field. Uh, you know, last week against the Giants, they're, they're a defense that they're really, they're geared towards um, preventing those types of throws. They'd only given up 13 passes over 20 yards going into our game. I think we had three, which is about that, about the average of what they've been giving up. So, you know, certain defenses are going to give you certain things um, and it's, it's not wise to try to force it. Uh, but that, that is definitely an area that we need to improve. Kyle obviously was really successful. Well, you guys as a whole were successful on the on a bunch of the third downs. 
uh, and of course the two fourth down conversions. Was there one key, one common thread that maybe you saw that we can't see from our vantage point as to why there was so much success uh, in that spot? No, um, you know, it's hard to say. I think as a group, I think we did a really nice job of, uh, you know, of executing. Um, I felt like we had a good plan for what we expected. Uh, you know, they do a lot of, um, they did a lot of, you know, really max coverage type stuff where you kind of have to extend the plays, keep some stuff alive. Kyle did a good job of that um, on a couple of those uh, third and fourth down plays, um, you know, where that's just, that's just going to have, you're going to have to do that. They got a lot of guys in coverage. Uh, you're going to have to extend the play a little. Um, you know, we uh, we protected well for the most part up front. Um, that's part of it. But I thought that, that that was a step forward. We have not been good, obviously, on third down. So to to get to over 50%, extend drives, uh, keep the ball, uh, keep our defense off the field, that was big. You know, obviously, uh, you know, the turnovers uh, were, were an issue. We had one turnover on third down, which, which can't happen. Um, but, you know, I felt like we improved in that area. Last. Hey, Scott. Uh, as someone who grew up in the, you know, Cowboy uh, Washington rivalry, uh, does it all feel the same now? I mean, it's just such a weird year with COVID and everything. And I, I don't know if it all feels exactly the way it did, you know, when you were growing up. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I haven't really thought about it. You know, when you're when you're right in the middle of it, you just kind of think about your next opponents and the different challenges that uh, this team, you know, will bring. The, the time that those kind of things, just being in this league, um, the time that the, you feel the rivalries is really on game day. And I think the fans bring a lot of that into it. You know, it's just kind of a little bit of a different energy, whether it was, you know, obviously this is a much a rivalry that's been around a lot longer, but places I've coached before, like, you know, Carolina, Atlanta, or just, you know, different things, your, your divisional games, you kind of get the feel for that um, increases more, you know, when you get to game day, I think, you know, we're so caught up in the, um, you know, the plan and, and, and how we're going to attack these guys and, and their specific players. Uh, but yeah, I think you know COVID does give you a little bit of a, a different a different feel. I, I would imagine some of the fans would be surprised to see uh, the lineup at receiver this weekend. A lot of names they don't know. What what can you tell us about the group the group you've gotten? Uh, how how you're going to make this work? Well, you know we're going to evaluate you know um, who we have as far as healthy. We had you know Terry and and Cam and uh, Dontrell on the practice. They practiced today. Um, we're going to, you know, continue by the health of our other guys as the, as the week goes on. Um, and then we'll just have to make, you know, make adjustments and, uh, be flexible to, to move people around. And like I said, get people to, to, to step up, maybe do some things that they haven't necessarily done before. Is that limit what you're able to do offensively at all? Um, yeah, you just have to be a little bit more specific, probably. I wouldn't say it limits it. Um, you just, you know, you, you try to. Uh, take the burden off of off of younger guys, you know, not trying to ask too much of them. There's always a fine line, you know, you want to do enough to, to be, give yourself a chance to be successful, but not do too much where, you know, you're putting your, your guys in jeopardy. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. My thanks to WashingtonFootball.com for making that sound available for us. Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, and you guys for listening and being a part of the podcast. Please, Spread the word so we can continue to do business together. My thanks to Pepsi. My thanks to Built Bar. Uh, and as well, Roman, for being a part of the show. And you. Until crossover Thursday and the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team, I'm Chris Russell. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.